You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Live Free Now show, bringing the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Today, we are joined by Stephen File with Strategic Home Defense. He and his wife have a company where they help consult folks on how to make their home and their homestead more secure. That comes down to firearms, awareness, training, uh, how to deal with a threat, how to proactively prevent a threat through taking some steps and measures. And then, of course, they also talk about protecting your identity online from thieves and all that good stuff. So we're going to be chatting with, with Stephen today. Stephen is one of the sponsors of The Greater Reset, which is coming up January 18th through the 22nd. You can join us in person. He'll be here in Bastrop, Texas, uh, or you can check it out live in person in Morelia, Mexico, or of course you can stream online. Before we get down to this, uh, however, I do want to share with you that the Live Free Academy empowerment, uh, the Live Free Academy Financial Great Reset, the Financial Reset Response webinar is uh, is still available for you to view the replay, uh, but it goes down tonight. So tonight until midnight, today until midnight, you'll be able to check that out at livefree.academy slash reset webinar. Livefree.academy slash reset webinar did this awesome uh, free webinar, three hours of content all about how you can opt out of the financial reset. So make sure you go check that out at livefree.academy slash reset webinar. All right. Well, maybe you can start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this whole this whole world of strategic home defense. Yeah. So how did we get started? So one of the, the main reasons that my wife, Kelsey, and I started Strategic Home Defense was really to empower people, John. Okay. So after years of working in law enforcement, um, you know, I was in the military as well, um, but more from the law enforcement side of seeing people be victimized, seeing people not have a plan to deal with a, a threat in their home or whether it be somebody breaking in their home or having a plan to protect their family while they're out in public. Most people didn't have a plan. And then when that life altering situation happened, they either panicked or were forced to be victimized and didn't have a way to deal with it. Um, so rather than relying on the government to intervene, we thought we have these years of training and experience and thousands and thousands of hours of training that we can help people be better prepared, uh, be more independent and not rely on calling somebody and waiting 20 or 30 minutes for help to come. Okay. So that's what our goal is, is to empower people and let them feel more secure in their homes and have a plan that if God forbid there ever is an emergency. So as a former law enforcement officer, what are some of the lessons that you learned on why it's so important for people to be aware of this this body of knowledge? Yeah, so the first thing to remember is that this can happen to anybody. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter where you're from, what your background is. Um, a life-altering situation can happen to anybody. It could be one time in your entire life. It could be a few times that these type of things happen. So it's important to know that tragedy doesn't know any, any boundaries. It doesn't care how much money you make. It doesn't care where you live. It could happen to you in an urban setting and in a rural setting. So from the other side, as a former law enforcement officer, are the response times really that bad? I mean, cops aren't everywhere all the mm -hmm. time. So obviously there's going to be some distance, but can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because I don't think most folks in our audience, but there are a lot of people out there that that think they can just call 911 and, and they'll be saved. 
Yeah, that's definitely not the case. Um, you know, there are still people out there that, you know, want to serve people, want to help people. But that doesn't dismiss the fact that there are cities and counties that are severely understaffed for officers and having well-trained officers. So you live in a rural area, you could be waiting 30 or 40 minutes when that burglary, burglary alarm goes off in your house for help to be there. So what are you going to do in that time? Uh, that's really important to think about. Even if you live in a city, there could be a guy 10 blocks away. It's still going to take him 10 or 15 minutes to get there. There's traffic and all sorts of things to deal with. So um, you have to have a plan for dealing with something. If you have no plan at all, you're setting yourself up for failure, especially if you have a family to take care of. Right on. So what are some of the key elements that folks should uh, incorporate in part of a plan? And of course, one of your services is to help people create these plans. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the main things we do in our security consultations is helping uh, a home, helping a family develop a plan to protect their family. Okay. <clears throat> so one of the biggest things to think about is how do we just keep people that are unwanted out of our property in the first place? So that's what we go in and we look at the site and it may be virtual as well. And we look at all the shortcomings and the security of the home or the property and help them kind of fill in those shortfalls and make improvements in a strategic manner and also in a cost effective manner that's not going to break the bank in one weekend. Just remind a few uh, security features. Um, on top of that, if that fails and someone is able to get in, do we have things placed in the house properly? Do we have loaded firearms in a good place where we can get them and small children can't get a hold of? Are they secured that someone can't just break in and steal them, but we could still have access to them and making sure they're placed in a way to where if we need to use them to protect ourselves and our family, that we can access them in a quick manner and they're not in an inconvenient place to where maybe that intruder has access to. And now we have to get past <laughs> them to get to our firearm. That's not a place you want to be in. What are some of the common uh, problems some of the common things that people overlook. So obviously one of them would be having the firearms like you were mm -hmm. telling us. We actually just wrapped up a consultation on our property, Radical Roots Ranch. Uh, we walked around the lot and we looked at any vulnerabilities, went inside, talked about the doors and the windows and the gates and perimeter stuff. So uh, definitely check out strategichomedefense.com. That's their website. Uh, we just shared this on the Greater Reset Activation channel. They, uh, Stephen and Strategic Home Defense are sponsoring the Greater Reset. So thank you very much for your support there. Yep. Uh, they're going to be live in Bastrop, like I said. But uh, tell us, what are some of the things that people overlook, some of the blind spots that people have when it comes to securing their home? The, the biggest things we see are really simple. And just the being a responsible homeowner is locking your doors, <laughs> locking your cars, having a good deadbolt on the house, okay. on all the entrances of the house, not having doors with a lot of glass that someone could just break in and unlock the door. So just implementing little things like that. And another thing too, is a lot of people have firearms. Mm -hmm. You know, we're here in Texas now. Most people have a gun, at least one, but they don't leave them loaded. They're not in a advantageous position to them or they have them and they say, yeah, I do my concealed carry course and this and that, but they don't ever carry it with them. Yeah. They don't go anywhere with a means to protect themselves. So that's really important. Just getting that kind of wake up call and seeing how people react to a situation with the setup they currently have. And when we run them through that, it really, that light bulb turns on and they're like, wow, we really have a lot of shortcomings as far mm. as having a plan to protect the home. We need to fix these things. And it's not rocket science. It's not anything that's that crazy, but if you don't, walk through your life with that mindset. It's not something the average person is going to think about on the daily. Like, oh, hey, do I have ammo or I should have and different things like that. So mm -hmm. it's kind of having us come in to kind of shake things up a little bit and make you uncomfortable is what's going to help you shore up those things that help keep your home safe. So y'all do live drills. Yeah. 
Yes, we do. Yeah, we do in-home training. Well, maybe not with live ammo. No, no, no <laughs> we're not going to shoot up your house, I promise. Uh, the, yeah, we do do live drills. So we actually come into your home and we provide specifically tailored training for you. Not at a range, not in a, you know, basic shoot house. It's just going to be modular and not really have anything specific to your home. Because what's in your home? There's furniture, there's appliances, there's different things to work around. So that's one good thing to do, to have a plan and know how you're going to move in your home. How do I use cover and different things like that? Excellent. Now, you, in your experience in law enforcement, as we were talking, you pointed out, which I think is a great way to view things. And unfortunately, there's a lot of law enforcement officers that don't view things this way. But some are, right? Like just in any profession, there's folks that are intrinsically got some trauma and some issues and they mm -hmm. bring that to their profession. But with law enforcement, because it's the enforcement class that can create all sorts of problems. But you mentioned like you learn to deal with people assuming that if they're having some crisis or mental breakdown or some just terrible thing, it could be their wor the worst day of their life. Right. And so in your experience, you had to deal with a lot of stress and a lot of tension and a lot of anxiety in, in really tough situations. Can you talk about like the mental the mental anxiety, because a lot of people, they'll train, they got the guns, even at the gun range, mm -hmm. you know, you don't have somebody that's breaking into your home. You're not scared about your family. Absolutely. You don't know if they've already hurt someone or maybe they have a firearm too. Can you talk about what goes on to the psychological uh, element of keeping a home safe? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a really important thing that you, you can't train, right? Shooting at a paper target that doesn't fight back, doesn't quite recreate uh, physical stress. This is a, a, another thing that we cover as well, just as far as our recommendations is how important it is for people to have a plan for their physical fitness and for doing something where you're learning how to struggle against another human being, whether that's doing some form of martial art or boxing or jujitsu or something like that, to where you can't replicate that in a workout or training unless you're actually struggling against another human being. You can't replicate that. So having that physical discipline will help you deal with the mental when that happens, mm, because that's confidence. Yeah. Having that confidence to deal with stress and knowing, Hey, I've struggled against another human being before and I've survived and I'm one and knowing that when it's life or death, your heart rate is going to be elevated. You're going to get auditory exclusion. You're going to only hear certain things or maybe there's gunshots going off. It's, it's a very life altering thing. So the more you can do to prepare yourself physically for that, it's going to make the mental aspect easier because you can't replicate the mental aspect hundred percent unless you've actually been there. Right so really important to take good care of yourself, be physically fit, be mentally strong, get sleep when you can, you know, meditate, pray, whatever you do sure. and have that mental state, you know, set because being in a position where you may have to take a human life is not something you should take lightly at any time. So no. it's very serious, whether it's, you know, in self-defense or in war or whatever. It may sure. Be. Right on. All right. Uh, if you're watching, you're tuned into the Live Free Now show. We are chatting with Stephen File of Strategic Home Defense, strategichomedefense.com. You can book a strategy call with them. Uh, you can actually get a 5% discount if you use coupon code LFA2022. LFA2022, right? Yep. Uh, so definitely check that out. But we do have a comment here on Facebook. Uh, Milky Moon says, my family has been a victim of break-ins twice, so I really appreciate the utility of this. I guess it's just very sad that we have to have strategies in place for this instead of having strategies to avoid problems altogether mm -hmm. and make more happy people that won't feel the need to break in. What what can you say? I mean, is there like a typical archetype of folks that are going to commit crimes or is it just people get desperate? I know drug addiction has a lot to do with mm -hmm. folks. So what do you see? What can people look out for? 
I've really seen everything, John. So I've seen the, you know, the gang initiation stuff mm. where certain things have to be performed in order to get entry into a gang and maybe a certain type of property crimes. And then remember the maybe, knockout game stuff. Yes, it's like a yeah, trend. Yeah. Assaulting somebody, you know, there's sexual assaults that are part of initiation in gangs. So there's a lot of stuff out there. So you can find the kind of cast out youth. You can find the, you know, consistent, you know, drug addict or, or, you know, alcoholic that's just looking for money or looking to make a score. And then there's just people that that's what they do. They get a thrill out of it. There are mm -hmm. the thrill seekers too. So you can't, and that maybe, perhaps the maybe don't even need the, the, you know, the getting the award of getting money or stealing a gun out of house or anything like that. They do it for the thrill of it. Smaller percentage, but they are out there. So you can mm -hmm. really get a variety. Um, and it's really what, people are willing to do. I mean, people are willing to do crazy things, especially if they're desperate. Um, and it's definitely something you want to be prepared for the way some of the world is going. Mm. Um, we can't, we're not going to have the ability to ask everybody like, Hey, are you just here for some food? <laughs> like that's not going to be in a stressful situation. We're like, Hey, just stop a second. Can we talk about this? That would be great if we could. Yeah. But in reality has told us otherwise that that's not usually how things go in a mm. situation like that. So we have a freedom cell network gang, but our initiation is to grow a garden. That's not to break into somebody else. No, I'm trying to, mix <laughs> right. little, trying to mix a little humor in there. Okay. So uh, what are some of the vulnerabilities that you find uh, commonly on people's homes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, at our place, we talked about windows, doors. Can you talk about what to look out for in, in someone's home for that stuff? Yeah. So the big things are just not sharing everything that you have with people. So any way that you can add privacy to your home is good. We don't need to advertise to everyone what we have, whether that be, you know, the amount of land we have, if we're growing food or different toys or have an RV or whatever it may be. Um, the more, the, excuse me, the less we can advertise of that, the better. And the less people know, the better, because we only want people to know that we trust, right? Our friends and family and, and maybe business partners that we trust to be, you know, exposed to all that. Because privacy is important. Um, we want to be friendly to our neighbors, but also not, Sure. We also need to understand that not everybody is friendly and that's just a reality of the world. Um, and that's been that way forever. Um, another big thing too, is just doing the simple things, making sure you lock down your house, making sure you have good lighting on the entrances of your home, have some good motion sensor lights, just a basic surveillance system to monitor things while you're away and having good relationships with your neighbors, which we talked about today sure. um, a little bit and having that to when you're out of town and having somebody uh, actually keep an eye on the house. Um, especially here in Texas, most people in general are pretty friendly, mm -hmm. especially in rural areas. And they, if you're a friendly neighbor, they'll be more than willing to go out of their way to make sure your, your property and your family is safe. Now, a lot of people think because they live out in the country that they're de facto much safer than in the city, which is true, but doesn't mean that you're totally safe. So are you finding that there's still break-ins and, and crime happening in the country, even if it's not as prevalent as an urban city? Yeah, definitely not not as prevalent, um, but it's happening more and more because, I mean, most, most big cities, you're going to find people that will leave the big city, leave the big county, you know, look like a, a metro center like Austin getting young gang members and things like that, leaving the city, coming into neighboring counties to break into cars, break into homes and take whatever they get back into the city to sell or to show off mm. or whatever it may be. So you're, you're going to see that more and more, especially if you're a neighboring county to a big metro center. So it's becoming more and more prevalent. And I guess a lot of people break in and try to take guns, huh? Guns are a big one that they can sell easily. Um, and nine times out of 10, they will be used in a crime to shoot somebody or murder somebody. It happens more often. Uh, it's my understanding that a lot of criminals 
some, I mean, some criminals are smart, so they'll strategically stake out a location mm -hmm. and they will look for vulnerabilities. And one philosophy that I've adopted is just make your house less of a easy choice than someone else. So they just yes. skip by your house yep. because they see the camera or they see the motion lights or there's a big gate. Is yeah. that your experience as well? Yeah, absolutely. Any, any layers that you can add, whether it be a gate or always having somebody there, even if it's having a friend stay at your house while you're gone, just always having somebody there, they're, they're going to want the easiest target possible. So, and even having animals, having dogs, mm. all those things can add to those layers <clears throat> to help protect your home and, and not being in, in, from being victimized. So really good to have those things in place. But like I said, having that um, hard target is really important, really valuable to just prevent the issue from even coming to fruition. What do you mean? Oh, be a hard target yeah, to, exactly. to get. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. If you're just joining us, we're joined by Stephen File of Strategic Home Defense, strategichomedefense.com. He is one of the sponsors of The Greater Reset, The Greater Reset for co-creation. It's all going down January 18th through the 22nd. It's our response to the World Economic Forum's Great Reset Agenda. They're pushing for centralization. We're pushing for decentralization. They're pushing for surveillance. We're pushing for privacy. They're pushing for more coercion and control. We're pushing for more freedom. And Stephen and his company are sponsoring the event. So we're super grateful for that. You can still get your tickets to the in-person event and come check out Stephen's booth in Bastrop, Texas, uh, libfree.academy slash TGR. You can also find more info at thegreaterreset.org or you can join Derek Bros and Ramiro down in Mexico. Uh, you can get uh, sign up for your tickets there, pre-register at thegreaterreset.org as well. And again, his website is strategichomedefense.com. That's strategichomedefense.com. What are some of the things that people can find on your website? I understand they could book a strategy call to just get some basics and figure some stuff out from there. Yeah, John. So they they can kind of get a, a backstory about why we started our company as well. <clears throat> you know, we, we wanted to give... Um, some validity and some backstory to why are we doing this? Why do we have the knowledge to to educate people? Right. So because it's really a personal thing that we do. You know, we're you know, we're entrusted with people's you know information where they live and we're helping them protect that. So they need to know that, you know, we're trustworthy and we keep that secure and that everything that we go over their personal response plan and their personal consultation stays private. And that's not shared anywhere. So that's why we wanted to provide a very detailed explanation of why we do what we do, why they should trust us and what they're going to get out of the consultations with us. Um, and it's really an eye opening thing. And I've never met one person that has been a client of ours that hasn't learned something um, that's been life changing for their security or securing their personal information. Right on. Yeah. And the work that we're doing with the Greater Reset, with the Freedom Cell Network, the ethos here on the Live Free Now show and Live Free Academy, it's all about creating alternative systems. So one day, hopefully not too long in the future, maybe when our kids are grown up or our grandkids are grown up, we hopefully can experience a world without the need for government or without the need for law enforcement where people are taking care of themselves and more importantly, taking care of each other. So I appreciate this line here. Everyone us included has it has to take radical personal responsibility if we want to keep ourselves and our property protected against malicious criminals. Now, one thing that I like to say, just as like a little a meme, is uh, you know we create these networks of support to keep ourselves safe from private and public criminals because there are. I mean, really, when you think about it, government in my opinion, at least, it's very parasitic and it's an illegitimate institution that forces people to do things against their will. And just because we were born into this area, everyone's subjected to these laws and a lot of them are unethical. 
In fact, most of them are unethical. So let's talk a little bit about dealing with a public criminal or at least a law enforcement officer or ATF or uh, sheriff that's coming. Um, obviously, I think the rule of thumb is it's a bad idea to resist, especially with firearms, because more often than not, you're outgunned and outnumbered. Mm -hmm. uh, what are some things that people can consider? Of course, there's one just complying and trying to de-escalate and just be more submissive so as not to elicit a violent response. Mm -hmm. But there's also backup plans, bug outs, because who knows where things are going to go with martial law or mm -hmm. round. I don't think we have to worry about rounding up guns in Texas, thankfully. Uh, the culture won't allow that. But who knows what could come 10, 20, 30 years down the road. So do you have any insights on that? I know it's a pretty touchy subject there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I just I keep things here. How I take on every single thing I do in life is I set myself up in a position to win. Okay. And winning is surviving and thriving, right? And yeah. prospering and keeping my family safe. So I think about it, if it gets to the point where, you know, the Fed is coming in and saying, you have to hand this and that over, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Just like you're not going to invest all of your money in one thing or right. all your, everything you have in one piece of land, you're sure. going to have different streams of income. Just like I'm not going to keep all my tools and all my toys in one spot. Okay. That way I have some things that if they come knocking and I, I'm outnumbered 40 to one, I can say, here's some stuff for you to take. Mm -hmm. And I also have a backup location. I maybe have some things in other, other places yeah. that are not, um, you know, on the radar as much. So if you give a little and keep a lot to keep them off your back. Right. Um, but if you resist hundred percent right away, they're obviously going to know that if you're hiding something that they want. Um, so that's why I look at it. Set yourself up in a position to win. Take the little loss, you know, to win the war type of thing. So sometimes you just have to take that small loss in order to keep um, the freedom and keep the things you want to provide for your family and have a backup location as well. Don't have every single thing you have tied into one spot. We can't get too attached to physical things. Get too attached to one house because um, the most important assets we have are, you know, what's up here, in our mind and, you know, our livelihood and your family. So it's really important to keep that in mind and not get it too attached to the physical and know that, hey, it may come to a point where we need to relocate. Sure. You know, that's that's one thing we cover it's as well. Out. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, I appreciate that that philosophy because it, it also is the same concept. Uh, I advise people because we've spent a lot of time in Mexico. Derek's down there in Mexico and the Greater Reset event is in Mexico. And unlike what you'll read in the media for tourists or people visiting Mexico actually is much safer than how it appears online. That being said, there are instances, even within our own community, folks traveling through Mexico, of them getting held up uh, at gunpoint by little criminal gangs. Sometimes they're like Peckerwood folks, but they have guns, right? And so even when you get pulled over by the cops too, they shake you down. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's preferred to do a quick shakedown where you pay a little bribe than have to go through all the courts that we do here in the States. But uh, I always encourage people like have a dummy wallet that maybe has like, 50 US dollars, you know, or a thousand pesos, which would be the equivalent. And if you get held up or if you get pulled over by the cops, that's the bribe money. And you're like, I don't have any other money. I, I, I you know, it gets wired to me or whatever. Um, same thing when it comes to just general agorism, you have an inside game and an outside game. So it's like, this is my above board businesses. This is my 1040, but maybe you got something going on out there. I don't know. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Nobody knows. So it's the same kind of thing. Like you keep 
property elsewhere, secure, safe, but you have something that you're willing to hand over. And of course, the instance most likely is like dealing with ATF kind of stuff because they seem to be going after all sorts of stuff nowadays, even under Trump's presidency, right? Like mm -hmm. they came after, what was it, the bump stocks? You yeah. Know? So uh, nothing is sacred these days. So uh, tell me more about uh, protecting your identity because uh, you said your wife especially specializes in some privacy stuff, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of information about people, personally identifiable information. Yep. That's the PII you were talking about, yeah. right? Yeah. Personally identifiable information is accessible publicly and a lot of it, we just put out there of our own accord. Mm -hmm. It's like a Facebook survey you do. Sometimes those are little schemes to collect information that you might have as a password or one of those password recovery questions. So can you talk a little about what that's all about? What are some uh, common scams that people fall for and how can they better protect themselves? Yeah, big thing too is, um, you know, signing up for uh, financing stuff. A lot of that information, say you finance like a piece of farm equipment like that. What do they ask for? They ask for your social. They don't need that. Give me your tax ID. It's the same thing. So just little things like that. They don't, you know, somebody, you may go to the dentist and they're asked for your show, social. What the hell do they need your social yeah. for dental work? So just being common sense about things like there's a lot of information that if you push back on, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess we don't need that. So just be be protective of your personal information, just like you wouldn't want that person peeking in your bedroom window at night. Right. So pr pretend that your personal information is like that. It's your privacy. So. If there's no need for somebody to add that, don't give it out. Just like Facebook and Instagram. Don't put your real birthday on there. Hmm. Make up a, they don't need to know what your real birthday yep. is. I have an Instagram for our business. I just put fake information there. Yep. They don't need to know that. Yep. Um, that's none of their business at all. If they want to ban my Instagram, fine. I'll find, you know, I have other Telegram. There's so many other things out there to use to get, you know, get the word out of what we're doing. So just protect yourself in that aspect and look, just do uh, open record searches on yourself online. You can find so much through like county records, different things like GIS, like every county and city has a global uh, positioning thing where you can look at different lots and you can find people's information. And there's mm. ways to get information redacted on there. So that's one thing we help people with is kind of lessening that online footprint um, because people's minds would be blown if they knew everything that was out there about them and their family members. Is that so? That's part of the service that you guys offer. You'll go do an audit of their online footprint that's yeah, yeah. publicly available. So, yeah. So Kelsey will go through and do that, and she basically is like a a private eye when it comes to that, and can find dirt on you and anything that might be out there. She'll find, but she'll help you lock it down as well. Cool. Okay. Great. Great. Um, when it comes to firearms, do you have any advice on how folks should store the firearms? What are some good firearms to use? Uh, for inside the home where things are a little tighter. Um, and you'd mentioned, you know, if you have kids in one of the rooms, you want to be mm -hmm. conscious of what's behind the target. It's one of the four firearm rules. Know what's behind your target, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, what can you say about that? Yeah, some of the most important things are, are work on your fundamentals. And if you have time to train in the house, do it. And you don't always need to do it with, you know, your personal care. You can get a dummy firearm. You could get a SIM firearm. But you get used to using cover inside your home engaging you can use like a mantis system and you can actually do dry firing in your home what's and a mantis system? it's basically lines up with your um with your barrel and you zero it's a laser but okay. you can actually work on your uh, marksmanship skills and you know we'll show you where your deviations are if you're pulling the trigger snapping mm. the trigger things like that to kind of improve cool. without having to invest as much money at the range um, which obviously shooting is the best thing to do um, but when it comes to moving in a home and using cover 
get used to pying off corners in the home and not crowding cover is really big things we see when doing consultations in the home that people want to get really, really close to cover. But you can stand back a little bit, get a better view of the threat and what's going on and still be protected somewhat. But a big thing to remember is, you know, having firearms conveniently placed in the home so you can access them if you ever need them in an emergency. So if you have multiple, you know, you can use a safe or a biometric safe or something that has a couple different options to get in just in case the battery dies. You maybe have a punch code you can put in or a key you can turn to just pop it open and get it out. Because um, if you have small children, you don't want that to be easy access for them, obviously, but you want it easy for you if you need it. And don't just have one. Um, because if you have two, you have one. If you have three, you have two. That's the rule of guns. So there's one and one is nine. <laughs> exactly. So the more you can have, you know, you don't need to be ridiculous. And I need to have one, you know, hidden in the ceiling tile in every room. If you had, if you want to spend the time to do that, go for it. Um, but, you know, at least having something close to each access of the home and like your master bedroom and having a couple options because something might happen. You may be just sitting in the living room watching TV and you want to have something to access there. Um, you know, another thing, too, is make sure you're using the right ammo. Um, you don't want to be shooting a bunch of ball ammo inside your home. So make sure you have some good hollow point ammo that performs well. Um, spend $20 and get some ballistics gel. Okay. If you go to an outdoor range or have your property to shoot, see how it performs. See if it overpenetrates. I mean, that's a lot of time to invest. But if you're really thinking, of, hey, I might need to use this to protect myself, um, you want to know that it does the job and is not going to go flying through somebody that breaks into your house and then going into your child's room or something like mm. that. So. Sometimes spend the extra time to do that and do some research on the ammo as well. Make sure um, that it performs where you need it to do inside a home. What's your favorite uh, caliber uh, for inside the home? And then, you know, handgun, shotgun, rifle. Yeah, personally, um, convenience wise, obviously having uh, something like a nine millimeter or 45 is great um, inside the home hollow point. If you're a new shooter, uh, I definitely recommend starting with a smaller caliber with a nine millimeter. Obviously, the 45 is going to be a larger frame handgun. Is also going to be a little heavier, just different things like that that make it more difficult. So if you are experienced, the 45 performs just mm -hmm. well, just fine. Um, <clears throat> now, if you're shooting through materiel or through into a car or something like that, you're more in a combat-like situation, the 45 does perform better going through objects because it is heavier. Okay. So that's just one of those things. But inside the home, shooting an unarmored target, the 9mm hollow points are going to perform just fine um, for what you need to do. Um, and God forbid you're engaging an armored target. Hmm. Say somebody breaks into your home with some like level four plates. Good thing to keep in mind. Um, if you're not a marksmanship expert and don't feel comfortable going for a headshot, there's a really good way to disable an armored target and that's shoot the pelvic girdle and you will, they will go on the ground. Believe me, pelvic girdle shot is very deadly and will take it someone's ability to walk right away and they'll be on the ground so what is a pelvic girdle so that's just your area just below your waistline so your pelvis sits you know up above your hips sure, into sure. your waistline and then down to just right above the tops of your legs so basically from the inseam up to below where like a man's waist measurement would be um would be the pelvic girdle so like right at the top where the hip meets the pelvis all right so it's very very painful area to get an injury um but if you're engaging somebody that's armored Gotta do what you gotta there, do. There's crazy things that have happened. You know, we had the the shootings in LA where those guys were all armored up head to toe in the 90s. And they we've had multiple school shootings where people have we've been wearing body armor. Um, so it's something that's for anybody can buy body armor. So it's something to just keep in mind and, and train for. Not likely, but you never know. So excellent. And then handgun or shotgun in the house. Um, so <clears throat> for me, you know, being you know, a parent having kids in the home. 
my go-to is a handgun, um, but I use my handgun to get to my rifle, if that makes sense. So have them set up in a position where if I need to engage right away, I have that handgun set up in a place where I can get it quickly. It's loaded and ready to go. Um, but if I have time, I'm going to get to my rifle, which is the more accurate and more deadly weapon system. Um, if you're at home alone out in the country, shotgun's great. <laughs> uh, but if you have other people in the house and they have other bedrooms to deal with and you're maybe not a marksmanship expert, I probably wouldn't go with the shotgun. But if you're in a position where you don't mind replacing the sheetrock and you don't have a lot of other people in the house, shotgun's very effective. And how important is it to teach the kids about firearms and firearm safety? Super important, super important, John. So as, as young as you feel comfortable with as a parent, now, if you're going to have them in the house and they're aware that you have firearms, you can start explaining to them what they are. Doesn't they mean they need to start having hands-on training yet, but explaining to them the components, realize, hey, this, if you, because they could be at somebody else's house and something less unsecured, you know, to grab an adult, to let them know, to not touch this. This mm -hmm. is where a projectile comes out of. This is what it ignites on um, the cartridge and, and sends a bullet down range. So just the basic things, you know, even having small kids might know what components of the firearms make it go bang. Um, and just letting them know this is a tool. This is not a toy. It is nothing to be scared of, but it's not to be played with. Yeah. Because um, you don't want to have that fear to where it's, um, you know, they're scared of everything because it is a tool that they should be, you know, if you're going to have a home where you have firearms that they should be training with, you know, once they're able to handle them safely. Right on. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Live Free Now show. It's a podcast that I host. You can check it out at livefreenow.show. We're here with Stephen File of Strategic Home Defense, Strategic Home Defense. He is a sponsor of The Greater Reset. This is an event that we put on. This will be the fourth iteration, The Greater Reset 4 co-creation. It's taking place January 18th through the 22nd. Uh, Stephen had a vendor booth at the Exeter Build Land Summit, had a great uh, turnout and really got a lot of interest from folks. So he decided he wanted to sponsor the Greater Reset. It's also taking place in Bastrop where the Exeter Build Land Summit was, but it'll be simulcast from Mexico where Derek Rose and uh, Ramiro Romani will be joining an incredible cast of folks presenting from Mexico. People are also presenting from Texas and then some online. You can watch for free online, but um, their company was gracious enough to support us to help bring this incredible event together. So we want to thank them for their support of the Greater Reset. And of course, his company is strategichomedefense.com, strategichomedefense.com. There's actually a 5% off coupon code that you can use when you book a strategy call. LFA 2022 is the code. So write that down, LFA 2022. Why don't you just uh, step the listeners through what they can expect whenever they show up to your website uh, they book a strategy call. What, what goes into all of that? Yeah. So um, thanks for bringing that up. So as soon as you get to our site, there's going to be like three or four spots. We have it at the top as well, where you can click on right here, book your strategy call, bam, and you're taken to an in-person or a virtual option. So as soon as you get here, um, you'll get a little bit more information, but you can also click book your strategy call and hit virtual. And then we'll take you to basically a questionnaire. Um, it kind of gives me a base for our, for our call. Um, once that goes to me, I will respond to you via email and we will schedule your call from there and give you a quote. So, yeah, you'll go to the questionnaire just like this. You'll go ahead and run through everything. And actually, if you want to go the whole way to the bottom, there's an open form right there. Anything you want to talk about, that's where you will put in that code there at the bottom where it says your answer. Yep. You put it in just like that and submit and that will go right to me. 
and because that's one of the only open form questions so that's the easiest place to put it in for everybody um, and it'll do the same thing for the in-person so if you're in texas or you maybe have a a larger property or you have other people on a homestead that want to pitch in for a consultation it may be worth for you to do the in-person as well you can book an in-person consultation as well excellent excellent well i want to thank you for joining us and uh, again i want to thank you for supporting the greater reset we appreciate all the work that you're doing we just wrapped up a consultation at our house uh steven's going to prepare a report for us he was very informative answered all our questions had some really valuable insights that we hadn't considered so I definitely recommend his uh, business. And of course, like I said, he is supporting the work that we do, the activism we do, this big community event, The Greater Reset. So we couldn't be more grateful for his support of The Greater Reset. And he's a great guy with a great company offering a great service. So thanks Thank so you. much, Stephen. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it, brother. All Thank right. You. All right. You've been listening to Live Free Now Show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use. Live free, prosperous, and healthy life. I want to thank you for tuning in. Peace and freedom. Peace.